Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between. Uh, Today we're going to be talking all about friendships. I always want to go, friends! Um, But, um, you know, friendship seems to be something that lots of parents struggle with when their children are struggling with friendships. It actually makes you feel super sad and super worried and you just want to give them a hug and make it all go away when they're upset about friendships, don't you? Mm -hmm. But I think it's natural, isn't it? We're all drawn to people and... We all want to be included and we all want our children to feel included. And we've probably all experienced that, you know, that not very nice friendship or being on the outside of something. So then we don't want that for our child because we wouldn't want them to feel like that. But unfortunately, children do have tricky friendships and I don't think I know anyone that's kind of not had one at some point in either their very young years their primary years or their senior you know and even now as adults friendships can still be tricky Mm. they're not straightforward are they um and i think when it comes to parenting a child who's having difficulties with friendships it can be quite hard not to put your own feelings and jumping in to solve it before kind of letting your child experience it, work through Mm. it, and all of those sorts of things. It's a tough one. Well, the hard thing is that children need time to go through those things. Like so many things, they need to go through them to learn the life skills to be able to deal with them when they're older Mm -hmm. And throughout their, like you say, you know, it can still be tricky when it's an adult. So Mm -hmm. somewhere you've got to learn how to deal with it, haven't you? Because otherwise you're going to get to adulthood. And if we know it's tricky and we potentially, you know, have had good kind of guidance and role modelling when we were young and it's still tricky, it's just super, super important Mm -hmm. to make sure that children feel supported with friendships but are given the skills to be able to kind of sort things out themselves isn't it and i think so many times i hear people go children can be so cruel and that's particularly around friendships of not including people or saying things and it always amazes me how young it starts with children saying but you're not my friend even if that's not a narrative that is in your house or you've heard or used, it's very early on They can when they start interacting with other children or even actually with yourself. Like I've had lots of children go, you're not my friend. I'm not playing with you because. And it's, where does it come from? It's that, why is it so powerful to say those words to someone else? And then look at that reaction. 
and you know the birthday invites isn't it it's that whole you're not coming to my birthday I always remember um working particularly when I worked in the nursery you'd see a parent come in with the birthday invitations to hand them out and every child would be poised waiting for their invitation and the child would be stood there going "Mm, I'm not sure I might not give you yours yet and it's like you're not holding back invitations but then they'd have their birthday party and everything would be fine and then we'd start at kind of probably the week after the birthday you're not coming to my party and it's like your party's not for another 11 and a half months you can't be telling people that they're not coming to your party but they all used it it was such a powerful thing and nine times out of ten when we had to walk over to a child and go what's the matter I'd be like he just said I can't go to his party and it's like yes his party's not for another 11 months yeah he hasn't even planned it his parents haven't even thought about it don't worry and then the next day I'm going to his party he said I can go and it's like okay We've still got another 11 months. He says he's my best friend. Yep. He said he's my best friend. He said he'll sit next to me. Yep. And then it's like, because because he doesn't like such and such anymore, they're not yep. coming to the party. Yep. I know it is. And actually, <laughs> that just goes on and on and on, doesn't it? Through, you know, as you get older, just it just becomes different forms of that kind yep. of, I'm not sitting next to you becomes mm-hmm. and and I do think what what you just said actually about the reaction is quite an interesting thing because we all talk about how children um you know they need attention don't they that's kind of they're mm-hmm. not attention seeking they're attention needing and actually they're going to get that wherever they can mm-hmm. and if they see when they say something mean to somebody that they're going to get a reaction from them and they're like oh please please be my friend I really want to be your friend they're going to be like yeah I'll say that to someone else in a minute because everybody will want to be my friend then Mm -hmm. but what they haven't got the kind of um, maturity to realize that actually that isn't the way to go about it but so then how do we then talk to to our children about how it I mean it's about getting them to know how it feels Mm -hmm when someone says that to you because it's not all one-sided is it you know children experience it they might not they might say it to people but they also get it back as well don't they it's not like there's one you always feel don't you like there's one child in the class who is the most popular who has all the friends (laughs) but I'm really convinced that isn't the case you know do you know what I mean you know the one that's always got the most people at their party and you kind of think is that just because they've got really sociable parents or why is that that there is that it's a personality thing presumably they have their own yeah it It can be you know children can be drawn to a certain personality it can be that person and we have got to remember that there will be times when our children will be sad and upset because of something that a friend has said to them but also vice versa that our child could say something that isn't particularly kind or made another child feel and that's quite hard to get your head around that your child might not be the good friend at this point so it's not always being you know my child is you know such a good friend because there are times when not always very kind and you get you know 
dragged along with the crowd and you you know you they you see them and they go in a little group and it's like you can't come in you can't talk to us because we're doing you know we're playing this and there's only allowed to be three people and you'll make four yeah. and it just doesn't and you're like oh, that game was played with eight yesterday but it's it's so powerful in that but i think it's also us being realistic of going there will be times when your child is a good friend and there will be times when your child might not be as good friend and so how do you and i think it's about it's a huge life lesson it is preparing them and there will be those times where it's all going swimmingly and they have great friends and you think yeah brilliant and then something can happen and it can make it you know a tricky friendship for whatever reason that might be um and i think teaching our children how and what looks a, a good friend looks like is one of the key things from a very young age so whether that's talking about friends that you friendships that you can see within tv shows or um in books that talk about friendships but it's also about your own friendships and actually how do you role model friendships with around your children um and talking about being a good friend and i do this because that's you know that's being a really good friend i listen or i'm there for them using kind of language that a child can then go okay it's not about getting things from someone it's spending time with someone or um it's about helping someone um it's all of those skills that they have to see role modeled in order to understand them what you don't want to do is for your child to learn what friendship is from a child who maybe doesn't understand friendship either and that's the the child who mm. maybe manipulates the play a little bit too much or the child who you know says we don't play with them because they're not you know i don't like them and then draws your child in it's all of those little things but one of the biggest things is don't ever say to your child about i don't want you playing with them anymore that you know that's not a good friend because i can guarantee the minute you tell a child not to play with someone or that they're not a good friend either one they'll go and tell that person my mummy daddy said <laughs> or two they're drawn more to them because there's that i've been told no and so i'm actually more drawn to them i think you know again we've all been there in different situations and so being very careful with the wording around friendships as well because that will be something your child carries on it's quite funny actually i was just thinking when you were talking about that that um when ben was at school um in secondary school there was a boy in football who really wasn't very nice to him and he actually wasn't very nice to very many people and most people were a bit and um, I remember Ben saying, I hate football because I don't like going and I don't like playing with this boy because he's really not very nice. And so we went to the PE teacher and we didn't actually go to him, but in um, a parents evening, he said, oh, is there anything you wanted to talk about? You know, and I said, oh, well, there is this boy and he really isn't very nice to Ben at all. And Ben's finding it quite hard to come to football. And he said, oh, he said, yeah, you're not the first person to say there's quite a few people saying that about him. And um, what's really funny 
is that that boy is now Ben's best friend. <laughs> and he now is... he, And he says now, my goodness, I was a horrible... I was horrible. I really was horrible in, in football. I was horrible to so many people and I really regret it. And it's so funny how these things, like you say... And at the time, I'm like, I did do what you said not to do, actually. <laughs> I said... You really, you know, just stay away from him. You don't want to be his friend. And actually what has happened is, he, like you say, his they, they actually ended up growing closer. And I think, you know, Ben's a bit like, mm-hmm. well, and, and do you know what? He's one of his really good friends and they're so close and he's such a lovely boy. But he almost needed to learn yeah. how to be a friend as well because he was very good at football so like you said everybody wanted to kind of be a bit like him because he was very good at football but he didn't quite know how to do it he didn't Mm -hmm. quite know how to make those friends but he knew that if he did something people laughed at him if he was mean to people people laughed at it you know so all those things and like you say now whereas I think you know, and I'm not saying Ben is perfect by any stretch, but but what I'm saying is he would never see I I would never see he would never see either of us be mean to a friend. No. To in order to get that back, and I do think, like you say, that role modelling is. And I'm not saying this boy's parents did that either, but you know, it's it is so important to kind of try and guide them through, isn't it? Without interfering and without trying to kind of solve everything. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it does depend on each child's experiences and what they're going through. Because actually, there can be times in each child's life where they're seeking something. And whether that is, you know, actually, I am really good at football. And when I play football, everybody's watching me. I've got to perform. And I don't know what to do other than, you know, I can play football. But what do I do with the people? And actually, I go to the default, I've tried this, and actually I get much more reaction from people because they laugh, or they get cross at me, or all of those sorts of things. And that's even as a teenager. He's still working mm-hmm. life exactly. out. Exactly, yeah. I remember, this is probably a very random story, but I remember I changed senior schools um, when I I went to a very large comprehensive school and absolutely hated it so my parents moved me to a much smaller um school senior school and it was after a half a term at this big comprehensive and obviously my year group had all made their friends and they were really getting to know each and I was coming into this group not knowing anyone and there was one girl who really wasn't that kind she really wasn't she kind of manipulated the situations she tried to get the other girls not to like me um all of those sorts of things now obviously I'm looking back on this in a whole different and I was just like wow this is hard this is really hard to go from a school I hated to now a school that I like but there's this person making my every day not very nice um and by no means is this a advice this is just I then <laughs> went out with the most popular boy in the class and do you know what? It, Love cha- it. it changed overnight. Overnight, it went... I didn't even really like him. But it worked because she then wanted to be my friend because I was with this other boy and um, I got invited to things and all of that stuff. And then 
it just changed. And like I said, this is in no way advice. What I'm trying to show no. is <laughs> yeah, that actually that's just friendships and that's us as human beings working out how we work and how we mm-hmm. play out and where we find our place. And a lot of the time, even for our very young toddlers, when they're playing, they're trying to find their place. So that's when the sharing is tricky. And that's when, you know, playing alongside someone can be difficult. And then actually they might find one special friend. Um, And it's all of those sorts of things they have to go through in order to fully learn what friendships are about and relationships are about. And so there are those peaks and troughs throughout you know childhood and also remembering and realizing that just because you've got 28 other people in your class or whatever it is Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that 28 other people in your class need to be your friend why there's 29 people in the class I'm talking about I don't know but anyway (laughs) is your child the 30th is that where you're going with that I can't, I don't, no, I, I, yes, yes. So 29 other people in your class, let's say the child's the 30th. Um, But, you know, they don't all need to be your friend, do they? No. But you try telling people that. To be in a mindset. No, I know. But that's the root. Of going, I don't need to be everyone's friend. I don't need to like everybody and they don't all need to like me. That... I would say quite a lot of adults aren't even in that place. Struggle, yeah. Yeah. It's a very, very advanced concept, isn't it? That is quite... But it is it, it is, is one to keep in your back pocket, really, because mm-hmm. it is true that you don't... I, You know, I, we've had situations where, you know, they're like, they don't talk to me, they don't talk to me. And you're like, yeah, but you have got some friends. You don't need millions of friends. But equally... Mm-hmm. Like we were saying before, you don't need to have a best friend. No. Like you don't have to. All of these things are not important, but they're they're things that when you're little seem like the most important thing in the entire world. Mm -hmm. And again, this whole best friend thing, that comes very early. You're my best friend. Mm. And it's like, wow, you know, putting these titles onto things. So you're my best friend or you can't come to my party or I don't want to play with you. I don't want to sit next to you. Um, Is that, you know, do you remember those feelings of when you used to walk into a classroom and there wasn't really anywhere for you to sit next to your friends because they'd not remembered you were coming or they didn't want to sit next to you? That is one of the worst feelings Everyone must have experienced it as an adult yeah. as well. But you watch people walk into a conference or a training thing. They Nine times out of ten will come with other people, at least one other person, power in numbers. You want to sit next to them. And if you go on your own, you're like, mm, I've got to sit next to people I don't know. And you've got to kind of make friends because you're going to be sat next to them all day. And even now... As an adult, there are times when that just doesn't feel comfortable. So, you know, sometimes we expect quite a lot from our children that we're still working out and dealing with as adults. But if you've got a child that comes home from school and is like, 
is really upset and I'm talking probably a little one mm-hmm. you know is really upset about me maybe in nursery and they come home and they say you know nobody would play with me today nobody likes me I don't know what to do I don't want to go in tomorrow because people are being mean to me what kind of thing do you say to them well you acknowledge that it's really tough that sounds really tough and that sounds like a really tough day that's not you know that doesn't sound very kind don't be afraid to talk about that stuff with them I think we can often be like it's fine you'll be okay tomorrow's another day they won't remember they'll be friends you just have to go in and and we give all this it's all right so they're going well I feel this like I'm really feeling this right now but you're saying it'll be fine tomorrow but what if it isn't fine tomorrow because sometimes it does go on for a few days and I think when someone goes that sounds really tough and you just sit with it often the child will go yeah it is it made me sad and it's like okay yeah I can see why it would make you sad and then you know even our tiny little ones very often can then go but I'm going to say to them tomorrow that I will be their friend And I will play with them if they want me to, or whatever that might be. But we very quickly want to solve it because we want our children to be a good friend and to have good friends and to be happy. And actually, until we have tricky friendships at points, we don't know what a good friendship feels like. Like, there's no better feeling than having a friend. That person who just got your back plays with you and goes out you know and does things with you you talk about stuff that half the time is complete rubbish but that's friendship and so you're talking about us now Claire (laughs) yeah pretty much uh no (laughs) (laughs) talking rubbish yeah (laughs) but I think don't be quick to go in like I said you don't say well, you don't play with them anymore. Just ignore them. Because again, that's not solving the situation for them. And no. it is going in with, yeah, that that sounds really tough. What do you think we could do? And that goes through to teenagers. You know, sometimes they're still having, it's like, acknowledge it with them. Because they are tough relationships sometimes. And so, and we're not going to stop it. I, I have never met a child who has gone all the way through until adulthood without a issue or two with friendships at mm. different stages of their life. Yeah. I've never met one. Whether it's a very small thing, but I just haven't. Because without them, no. it just wouldn't be normal. It, w- it wouldn't be normal or natural because it's a learning process and we are designed to be around other people. And so when we come around other people, we hit different personalities, we hit different interests, we hit all those sorts of things. And sometimes we're going to gel with people and sometimes we don't. What if your child's having trouble making friends, though? And they they say they come home and they say everybody's got a friend or, you know, everybody. the, The worst thing is, you know, we were told to get into groups and nobody wanted to be in my group, that kind of thing. I mean, God, it breaks your heart. And mainly because you can also remember being that person yourself, you know, in that time when, like me, never blimmin pick for rounders until the last one, you know, like mine wasn't just rounders. Mine was the whole thing. 
I was running, just never tennis. Yeah, yeah, running, anything. Yeah. I ended up yeah. being who kept the score in the end because I was just like, <laughs> I, there's no point. What is the point? I don't want to do it. I don't like it. I was like, they don't want me on the team, so what should I do? So I stood with, clearly stood with the teacher and I helped referee and all those sorts of things because I was like, it's pointless. I don't enjoy this at all. Bearing in mind, my mum my at school yeah. was properly into it so she got very frustrated but um <laughs> i think it's looking at what are they struggling with with friendships and what is it that is causing them challenges so is it that they don't know how to approach another child maybe your child is you know quite quiet or quite reserved or any of those sorts of things and just doesn't know how to also, on the flip side, sometimes very kind of loud, boisterous children can find mm. it quite difficult to make friends because children back off from them. Um, so I think looking at kind of organising play dates, uh, and we're obviously talking like the younger children, you know, primary age and younger, um, but play dates, those sorts of things. And actually when they get older, if they're struggling, it's kind of organizing things that you can help facilitate so it might be going on a shopping trip so they get to take one other person and you can kind of help guide your child in those moments of yeah maybe maybe that isn't the conversation we need to have right now or maybe we, this is how you know it's just again giving them skills to have those situations but I think play dates um, I would also always say speak to school or nursery because those staff need to know how your child is managing those situations. And so you have to give them the heads up that your child is struggling with something and they can keep an eye out and you can work as a team on working that through. Um, but definitely speak to school or nursery about it. Mm. Definitely. And they need to, children need to realise, and there's that lovely quote, friends come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that is one that I feel is so true. I mean, you remember people, I saw somebody at the park the other day that um, was at toddler group with me, you know, she was a <laughs> mum and we actually at the time we did quite a lot together actually when she said hello to me I was like oh my goodness how do I know you you know you go through the kind of <laughs> is it the children is it work is it you know but you know that's so true because at that time they were you know a good friend to me and yep. I, I hope I was a good friend to them but you know that's the same with children isn't it you know they have friends at nursery you know, and then they may all disperse. And even if they don't disperse, they may still not be the friend, the same friends that they have at uh, primary school. So, you know, you kind of think, you know, Amy's at school now with some children that she was very close to in primary school. And now in sixth form, you know, they don't see each other. Mm -hmm. So it's it is a very much um, about it's a fluid thing isn't it yeah. but like you say to explain that to a little one is also quite tricky the other thing I would say is it's important to do things outside of nursery and school as well to widen yes. those friendship groups because actually a child could be at school and not necessarily find their people because everyone has their own little group mm. and interest and everything but they could be in a situation where they're not with like-minded 
other children but you could put them into a club or a group that actually fits their interests they find other children so that school isn't their only place or nursery isn't their only place for finding friendships that actually they know that they can have great friendships with people outside of that so if there is tricky times at school you've still got the nice balance that in clubs they they can be themselves in a different way and I think that I would always say try to do stuff without being all being nursery or school friends yeah and also that gives them more things to talk about when they actually do make friends Mm because it is it is about giving children kind of pointers as to you know you don't just go in like a bull in a china shop and start trying to play with them you say Mm -hmm. oh hi I'm yeah whatever your name is you know um do you like playing with that as well you know and Mm -hmm. it's kind of but it's it's weird isn't it because you kind of think it comes naturally but it really doesn't and in the end of the day when people when children are struggling with it it's a bit like when your friend comes to you and says such and such isn't being very nice to me at the moment Mm -hmm. and actually your friend isn't going to go oh I'll be all right like you said (laughs) it's about having that support isn't it Mm -hmm. you know you're not going to go oh well never mind (laughs) you you'll have a good old chat about it won't you and how they feel and you know how rubbish the situation is and it's funny that with our children we kind of you know tend to brush it off and go oh it's all right you'll be all right find another friend actually yeah just like that i know if someone said to me you know oh it's right just go and find well no i actually do like my friend or i do you know (laughs) i do like james but there are times when yeah i'm you know i'm i want to vent about it and actually if someone said oh don't worry about it just go and find another friend or go and find another partner you know that doesn't do anything and so i i think we've got to understand that friendships are so important to our children they are like they can be the be all and end all for our children and we need to appreciate that and we need to support that and we need to be able to give them the skills and the support in order to move forward with those friendships in a healthy and natural way as possible um and understanding that there will be bumps in the road well like you say when they become teenagers and i don't think i ever really appreciated this the friends are basically take take over your position as number one spot yeah and that is that's really hard but equally you kind of look back and go do you know what i've actually they had the skills in order to make that happen and that's what you want to happen Mm -hmm. really isn't it but it is hard it's Mm -hmm. really hard and the the friends are much more important than you because they are learning to move away from you as parents they are finding their people and their tribe as such and you're on the outside of that and if you start dictating any of that you will be pushed more further out you just have to be there again in that role of I'm here if you need me. If you want to chat it through, I can, you know. Yeah. We'll work it out together. Not, I wouldn't go out with them. And that is such a lovely, lovely thing to say, isn't it? If Mm -hmm. you want me, I'm here and we'll we'll go through it together, especially for a teenager. That's a really good one. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we've kind of chatted through friends. Friends? Um, (laughs) 
friends. Um, <laughs> it isn't easy. Um, no. And it, you know, it, it, it does, like you say, it can cause more bumps in the road than you actually realise. Um, but I think a lot of it is about being there and being supportive and giving children tools to be able to help them and making sure that if they feel really worried about something they know that they can come to you or to a teacher or to you know whoever and I think we do need to just say obviously if it was if it went from the tricky friendship stage to something more serious that is a very different situation so if we were going down the route of bullying or anything like that that is a completely separate a much more Mm. serious aspect that needs to be dealt with in a very different way this is talking tricky friendships of the whole you're not coming to my Mm. party all those sorts of things if that continues to escalate and become something that is not healthy is you know and very unkind and everything else then that needs to be dealt with in a whole different manner Mm. and actually um we've got a a blog on friendships tricky friendships um on the website and at the end of that it kind of gives well it does give the uh, definition of bullying along with lots of organizations um to help with that so if you were worried about your child that they were being bullied then you know they're they're really good places to start yeah absolutely well that's it for today i think and thanks to being my friends. Thanks for listening. Oh, friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice chat with your friends. Nothing like it. <laughs> That's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family or head to our website. The links are in our show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Team and everything in between. See you then.